3: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Rami and Tim have been going at it for the last three hours, but having crashed and burned... Well, not yet... It's time to reset today's big topics and let you pick a lane. Brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. It's not too early to think about those 2021 season passes. Get yours and check out all the info at greatlakesdragaway.com.
2: It is that time on Rami and Tim. If you're a... uh... Listener, regular listener to this time slot even before the inception of Rami and Tim a whole four days ago. Well, you know what this segment is all about. They used to do it on the Wendy's Big Show as well. It's where we reset the big topics discussed on today's Rami and Tim show and give you the final say on them. It's Great Lakes, Drag Away, Pick a Lane, and here's what we have for you in today's Pick a Lane. Right lane, can the Packers win? If Jalen Ramsey contains Devontae Adams, that is a possibility. Center lane, Where is the love for Aaron Jones? And in the return lane, excuse me, will Aaron Rodgers miss out on a Super Bowl because of a defense again? Are you worried that that might happen? Because that could happen. Bad things happen sometimes. 414 799 1250, or you can tweet the show at 1250 a.m. The fan. And look, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver. In the NFL this year, Tim, and I, I don't think many people can, can argue against that. He put up better numbers in 13 games than a lot of guys did in 16. So he's, he's a better wide receiver than DK Metcalf. Probably the best wide receiver in the league, but Jalen Ramsey might be the best cornerback in the league, and last week shadowed DK Metcalf to the tune of about 69% of his routes, limiting him to three receptions for 33 yards. On seven targets and in three games between Jalen Ramsey and Metcalf this year, he totaled four receptions for 44 yards and 11 targets. And on top of all that, Jalen Ramsey over the course of the year. This is a ridiculous number allowed an average of 20 yards per game when in coverage during the regular season. So I'm not saying shut down Devontae Adams because Devontae Adams is probably too good to shut down. I'm just saying, not what we've gotten used to seeing from Devonte Adams. Tim, not eight, ten yeah. catches, a hundred plus yards, and a touchdown or two. I'm saying, what if, what if Jalen Ramsey can hold Devonte Adams to, I don't know, five or six catches, 60, 70 yards, and maybe keep him out of the end zone? Can the Packers still win if Jalen Ramsey wins that battle?
4: Yeah, and it's a huge battle. And it, oh, baby, it, I mean, if you you love the NFL, you're going to love that matchup. This this is one to. Uh... This is, this is one to write home about. So I look at it this way, that um, one thing that hasn't necessarily been discussed too much this week on that matchup, if you look back at last week, and again, DK Metcalf uh, against Ramsey, as you said, was held in check. And DK Metcalf doesn't have the maturity that Devontae Adams does at this point in, in their careers. Will he get there? I'm, I'm sure he will, and and they all do. But you know, Ramsey had, if you notice that game last week, Metcalf was throwing a fit on that sidelines. Ramsey was getting to him. Jalen was getting to him. He was getting in his head. Uh, Devontae Adams did say that uh, there'll be some barking going on, uh, but I don't I don't recall any time in the recent history that Devonte Adams has backed down on anything. And and I don't think I would give. Any additional motivation to a guy rolling like Devontae Adams right now, and that includes Ramsey, being as talented as he is, I don't think he should choose the site game on Devontae Adams. I think that'll backfire on him. And almost in a way, Rami, I, I'm almost hoping he tries because look out if, if that occurs. So that's not getting a lot of publicity on in terms of uh, you know going, going at it the site game. I was uh, I got a text from neighbor Jeff. Neighbor Jeff, huge, 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 huge Packer fan. Said, yeah, yeah you, you guys are talking about, um, you know, and, and and Ramsey. And he's the biggest Packer fan I know. And he said that four catches under 50 yards and was as negative as I've ever heard him when it comes to Packers football. Here's a guy that went to the Super Bowl down in Dallas, and he was one of the guys that got, um, you know, railroaded out of his seats. You remember that debacle that happened? There was, you know, 100 or 200 seats that uh, were oversold or something. He's waiting for the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. He wants them in, but he just fears this. He fears this matchup right here. I want to see the sight game as well as the physical game. I, I just – I don't know. I, I don't think Devonante is going to be held in check. there's They're too creative on offense to allow it to happen,
2: neighbor Jeff, not feeling good about things, though?
4: No, not not at all. And he's like, mm. well, his quandary is is, you know, do i do I go to the Super Bowl this year, a pandemic Super Bowl? Do I choose this because <laughs> part of the deal, Rami, was that those people that got ripped out of their uh, seats, they were they were placed in in a Super Bowl seat. Don't get me wrong. But, They also got, by the NFL, they got two tickets or however many they had to any Super Bowl they want to go to for the rest of their life. They can pick and choose. It can be a Packers Super Bowl or any Super Bowl. Hold on. So neighbor
2: Jeff was part of that lawsuit? He's got Super Bowl tickets coming his
4: way? he's, He's got Super Bowl tickets coming his way, and he's debating this year. He doesn't have to use it. Simply, I thought... The next time the Packers win the Super Bowl, you're in your hometown team. That's not the case. It can be any Super Bowl for the rest of your life. You, you have you have one time to use it, and you pick and choose, and you have to choose right after the uh, conference title games. Oh,
2: so he, but he has till after the conference title game, so he can know if the Packers are in or not.
4: Yep, yep. But he's you know, if- uh, uh, and and rightly so, he's a little fearful. Is it going to be as as fun? If you go to this year's Super Bowl, because it's going to be, you know, at least in the stands, unlike any other.
2: This is way off the beaten path and the subject at hand, but it's the Rami and Tim show. I wonder if the Super Bowl will be affordable to the to the average the average person this year because of (laughs) the circumstances and and a relative lack of demand to previous years. But then when, again, there's when, a limited amount of tickets, so supply and demand. is probably going to be as expensive as it ever has been, right?
4: You you may know this. I don't know if you've run across uh, uh, any Super Bowl tickets available to you. And and no, I have. I've never even looked I, into it. I've always yeah.
2: been too poor for that, man. Come okay,
4: on. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, but when when were the Bears in the Super Bowl? That they, they lost to who? The Colts, I think. The Colts, yeah. Yeah, that year prior to the conference title game, and it was against uh, Reggie Bush and, and that Saints team, wasn't it? I believe so,
2: yes. Right. Yeah, it was. Whatever it yeah. was.
4: Okay. Yeah. There was, a, um, there was a, 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 a minister in Racine that I knew at that time uh-huh. that offered me two Super Bowl tickets for $1,000 apiece. <laughs> so was- I know that, and I, I – Oh, man, I should have done it because I thought, you know, in proximity to Chicago, if Chicago makes it, man, I could get, what, 2000 That's true. 2500 per ticket That's true. and yeah. just turn those things over, and doggone it, I didn't take him up on the deal. I was afraid of getting scammed, and then I thought, oh, well, he's not going to scam me. By he's a pastor? Me. <laughs> you were going to
2: get scammed by a
4: pastor? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> never know these days, but I should have done it. But anyway, yeah. There you go.
2: Yeah. Like I said the other day, like I'm not casting aspersions on, on all religious people, but being religious or saying you're religious and a man or woman of God does does not automatically make you, you know, the most righteous, the most righteous person. There are that plenty of people f- claiming to be men and women of God who are just not really always the greatest people. You have to walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk and say, you know, I love Jesus or whoever you're chosen. Uh, religion might be hey Tim center lane as let's get away from that discussion actually it's the left lane where's the love for Aaron Jones I'm I'm, I'm sitting here all day Tim and I just flip between I don't have the volume up but I can see what they're talking about I just flip between ESPN and the NFL Network and and see all the, the the divisional round playoff previews going on here and I see the scrolls going across the bottom about what they're talking about and it's Aaron Donald it's it's Aaron Rodgers. It's the number one defense versus the number one offense. Aaron Jones is just not a storyline going into this game. And this is a guy who's coming off another season of 1,500-plus combined yards and what is it, 1,315 combined touchdowns. He's a really damn good running back and one of the bigger weapons in this game. And it doesn't seem like we hear a lot about him.
4: No, one of the more underrated uh, running backs right now heading into this round of the playoffs. If you look at the the amount of love that the networks or local uh, writers and and broadcasters are talking about, I think it could be a little bit of a weapon, but it depends on how they use him. They're going to use him straight up lead draw, whatever it's between the tackles and see what you can do and grind it out. And we got to run the ball to set up the, the, the pass that I don't think is going to work too well with the uh, LA Rams uh, front seven because their rust defense is really good. That being said, LaFleur knows it and you and LaFleur knows you have to run the football also. So how do you do that? They're going to get him in space. They're going to get Aaron Jones in space. They're going to let him run a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to be some half back pass and circus sort of you know, uh, situation with Aaron Jones. But I do believe there's a little bit of a tactical game plan with Aaron Jones, a hidden little secret, a hidden gem in this offense because the whole narrative is about Rodgers, Devontae Adams uh, against Ramsey, Tunyon, and Lazard, can they step up and continue to, to at least be right in the middle there? And can MVS hang on to a football when there's a 68-yard touchdown in his breadbasket? All of those are discussed more than a really good running back in Aaron Jones. I, I just think he's a weapon here flying under the radar.
2: Where is the love for Aaron Jones? Do you feel like he is flying under the radar? 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet us at 1250 AM the fan. He might be, Tim, in, in the storylines and, and people who do what we do for a living or, like I said, when I turn on ESPN or the NFL Network. But I guarantee you, Matt LaFleur is not, is not forgetting about Aaron Jones and including him in the game plan. And the Rams defense certainly is not going to forget about that guy on the field. I actually think because you have Jalen Ramsey out there and, and who almost single-handedly is going to try, and again, try, I'm not saying he will, but try to contain Devontae Adams, you can, you can assign a little bit more manpower to keeping an eye on and containing Aaron Jones out of the backfield because you only have to commit one guy to Devontae Adams, maybe a little bit of help over the top from a safety, but we'll see. Moving to the return lane, Tim, in my opinion... The only reason Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the 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 rings and the resume and the legacy of a Tom Brady is almost entirely because of the defense. I remember when I was when I was hosting the Wendy's Big Show, we'd have these discussions and and people would bring up numbers about how Aaron Rodgers postseason record wasn't that great. Or Aaron Rodgers doesn't have as many game winning drives in the postseason as some of these other guys that we're talking about. But when you look at it. Aaron Rodgers drove down the field plenty of times and gave his team plenty of leads and put up more than enough points to win playoff games plenty of times. And the defense let him down. It was a defense that was subpar and didn't hold up their end of the bargain. You want Aaron Rodgers to carry most of the load. You want any franchise quarterback to carry most of the load because they can, because that's the way football works. That's why it's probably the most important position in North American sports. But that doesn't mean he's going to do it by himself. And in my eyes, Tim, most of the times that the Packers, as a team, fell short of winning the Super Bowl and putting those rings on Aaron Rodgers' fingers that we weigh so much when we have the quarterback, the greatest quarterback ever debate is because of the defense. It's unfair, and I'm wondering if Aaron Rodgers and Packers fans are up at night wondering if that might happen again
4: with this defense or is everything fixed and it's a smooth road from here to Tampa Bay. It You can make that argument for all three of the prior Conference title games in Atlanta, certainly in, in Seattle, uh, and and again that happened late and then into into overtime, uh, and obviously last year the difference between this year and last year is everyone sort of knew it, Packer fans sort of knew it about the run defense. You could talk to, you know, uh, anybody down at down at the uh, down at the bar, any anybody you know knew even a little about football what the Achilles heel was last year. I'm not sure that you could say that much about the Seattle game in, in 2014, although the defense wasn't, you know, a, a, a Bears 85 defense, but I mean, they were good enough to, and, and they were in position to win that game. And we all know what happened, but, uh, and then they were manhandled. The defense was, was horrible in, in Atlanta, but, now it's different. It is different. And it, could you, in, at the end of the day, Rami, uh, after this week's game or after next week's game or after the Super Bowl, could we go back to the same thing? Could we go back to, oh, man, the defense just got rocked by Brady and the Buccaneers, and I don't think so this year. It, it won't be because of the defense. It might be because of just a lucky bounce here or there. It might be a... Uh, a turnover, a fumble by someone—it might be because of drop passes. I don't believe they're going to lose because of their defense this year.
2: First ten games of the season, they were giving up twenty-five point eight games per season. But that's which the is...
4: league average, though, Ron.
2: Yeah, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not saying that was—that was good for sixteenth in the league, which isn't bad. That's middle of the pack. Last six weeks of the season, they were only giving up. 18.5 uh, points pre, uh, 18 and a half points That's per good. game, which was good for sixth in the season. Question is, which one is the real Packers defense? Is it the first 10 games, or are you buying what your eyes see in the last six games, including really good performances against running backs where you've struggled to stop the run in the past? They held Derrick Henry to 98 carries on 23 yards. They held David Montgomery, who was on fire when he came into that game, to just 69 carries on 22 yards when he was averaging Almost 106 for five weeks before that. So they've shown something in these last six games. But is is the first ten games real? Is the last six games real? Is it somewhere in between that? And could they cost Aaron Rodgers another one of those rings? That's so so important in a quarterback's legacy. We've reset the big topics discussed on today's big show. Right lane, can the Packers <laughs> win if we Devontae did? Adams? Right, did right I do here it? On I the just, big
4: show. You did. I do did it, 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 didn't I? Damn it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right lane, can the Packers win if Jalen Ramsey shuts down Devontae Adams? Left lane, where is the love for Aaron Jones? And the return lane, do you worry that a defense will stop A-Rod from getting that all-so-important Super Bowl ring? 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM The Fan. It's Great Lakes Dragway Pick a Lane on Rami and Tim on 1250 AM The Fan a Radio.com Sports Station. Rami and Tim from the Gene Wagner Plumbers Studios in the midst of Great Lakes Drag Away Pick a Lane where we reset the big topics discussed on today's Rami and Tim show. It's your new afternoon show. And then you pick which one you want to jump on in at 414-799-1250. You can tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Right lane, can the Packers win if Jalen Ramsey contains Devontae Adams? Center lane, where's the love for Aaron Jones? Are you feeling like he's been the forgotten man in the lead-up to this game on Saturday in the return lane. Are you worried that Aaron Rodgers may miss out on another Super Bowl because of a defense? 414-799-1250. You can tweet the show at 1250 AM. The fan, we're with you until six o'clock. Mike Clemens will join us, our Green Green Bay Football Insider, at 535. And at six o'clock, following the Rami and Tim show, the huddle is back. Tim Allen with its new host, Radio Joe Zanzola along with Andy Herman and Ross Uglum, from uh, six until seven tonight, right here on 1250 AM. Yep. The fan breaking down Ch- this Packers game and the playoffs.
4: Change is in the air, as you guys know that uh, you know throughout the uh, week. This week, there's you're just noticing some changes, and I know, you know, we'd prefer you listen every day, but I know you're busy, and and folks can you know tune in. They do tune in. Um, you know, sometimes they have a day off work and so they're out of pattern a little bit, but yeah, there's been some changes here, uh, all across, uh, our, uh, station here at 12 50 AM the fan. So we appreciate you, uh, tuning in and uh, we'll continue our conversation tomorrow for sure. Mike Clemens is coming up next, but tomorrow's show. I mean, Rami, when you think about it, I was just thinking about this during the break that, you know, that's the final word here. I mean, that's before kickoff. I forget the game is Saturday. Because it just it, we're so patterned that, uh, Sunday it's Packers, and where are we going to watch the game, and what are we going to do? And boy, this is Saturday, game one of the four over the weekend. And tomorrow's show in the afternoon is going to be, you know, the final word for our listeners here. I'm looking forward to that because we have to get into, you know, really what's going to happen in that game, really, your predictions in that game. And now we're starting to see some nervous feet toe-tapping around the uh, Green Bay Packers and the L.A. Rams. I mean, anytime it's an elimination game of this caliber, you're going to feel those butterflies, and you're going to feel a little bit nervous. No doubt about it. I can't wait, and I'll repeat to say it, I cannot wait for the Rodgers-Brady Super Bowl on the line matchup next Sunday.
2: Tone Muscone tweets into 1250 AM the fan on the – Devontae Adams Jalen Ramsey topic in my comparison to DK Metcalf he says Metcalf has a smaller route tree compared to Adams who masters all the routes if because tone is willing to consider that what he wants to happen may not happen Adams isn't having a great game then Jones and Tunyon will be the X factor but I fully believe Adams is going to have an impact in this game he's built for this weather and Lambeau Field. I feel like if if they can contain Devonte Adams, Tim, I think it has to be MVS. I think you need one of those deep throws to yep. MVS to that that changes the the game, flips the field on one play. Because if you can't consistently get Devonte Adams on whatever targets you're going to try and give him, then you need big strikes and quick strikes to eat up field rather than, than being able to rely on on going to Devontae Adams time and time again as as we see Aaron Rodgers do. On the defense, Matt says one, new players like snacks, linebackers, etc. two, young players that have developed, three, better offense that keeps the defense off the field and yeah. four another year in the system. Not argumentative, just factual. That is all factual, Matt, <laughs> and I welcome it as an answer to the question. That we posed because that's what we do is pose questions and then you give the answers.
4: And Aaron Rodgers, uh, I will say this, he, he won't run with reckless abandon. We all know how good he is at extending plays. We all know over the years how good he is about playing a little playground. Hey, head to the fire hydrant and take a left and I'll hit you right there. We all know about that. And he, and he pulls those things out. At the most opportune moments, he's not going to pull that out on a first and ten at midfield in the early second quarter. That's not when he does these things. Okay, that being said, will he lay it all out on the line uh, in Saturday's game? I doubt it because I don't think they need to. However, the following game, we'll talk about that next week. And I should say by theory, if and when they get to that matchup. Rami, right, shouldn't I be, be saying that? I'm, I'm as confident as I've ever been here. But watch then with the Super Bowl on the line. This week he's going to really, if, if, it's a, if it is a close game here uh, on Saturday against the Rams, watch for Rodgers to just pull that out for a, for a, a first down on the ground. If it's a if it's a game changer, if it's a one one score game, if it's a, a cl- too close for comfort type type game, then I see Rogers doing that on Saturday.
2: We got to get to a break. I apologize. I I missed the communication. Put this one on me that we we had some callers on hold
1: and
4: we oh didn't get
2: to you. And that you is hating Bible. phone Evan, calls Evan, again, Evan Rami. Sent it to me. Yep. I missed it. I missed the message. I just didn't see it come across my screen here. So my apologies to mm-hmm. Ty, my apologies to Drew and everybody else on hold. You guys call tomorrow. Remind us that uh, I did you wrong today. I did we'll you dirty. We'll bump you to the front, and we'll we'll make it. We'll make it right. We'll bump you to the front because we got to get to Mike Clemens, our Green Bay football insider. After a short break, it's Rami and Tim on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. Radio.com sports station.
0: When you get in the situation, there's eight teams left. Every team is good, and I'd say all of them have really good defenses too. So there's no cakewalks. There's no easy games. Um, it comes down to execution and, and the little things that we talk about all the time. You know, we always talk about starting fast. We've done a good job at that, scoring on the first possession of many games this season, uh, which would definitely uh, help us on on uh, Saturday. But we know it's going to be a, uh, a game that's going to go the distance.
2: That's Aaron Rodgers. Packers quarterback. You didn't need me to tell, to tell you that, but I'm a professional radio host, that's what I do. Rami and Tim on 1250 AM, the fan, and time now to welcome in our Green Bay football insider embedded up there in Green Bay. It is Mike Clemens. Mike, how are you this afternoon, my friend? Pretty good. Um, so the Lions,
1: hi, this is Brad, uh, is it Holmes? Uh, from, uh, he's the college scouting guy from the Rams. Guy's been there with less need to build up these you know, really good Rams rosters the last couple of years. He's the new general manager of the Lions. He's the one that will begin the search for the new head coach. So just, you know, another connection the week you're playing the Rams. Now you're going to be seeing a guy from their front office, you know, for the next couple of years, twice a year uh, in the NFC North. I'm doing good. I got a story here that's uh, kind of taken off on my Twitter. Um, I, you know, having Jared Valdear this offensive tackle that you had on the team last year, fill in for Balaga against Seattle, and people in the offseason say, well, just bring that guy back. And then you can, you know, have him start until you bring up some of your younger prospects that can uh, take over at right tackle. Um, The guy plays in the game for the Colts against the Bills. He gets to Green Bay. Uh, He goes through the testing, and he practices on Tuesday. It was a walkthrough practice, but, you know, we see him hitting – teammates holding pads. Okay, so then Wednesday, we assume that maybe that's when a test came back positive, but listen very carefully to Aaron Jones, running back, who talked about, you know, he's excited for this game. He's excited that his whole family can finally see a game. It means a lot to him for his family to be up from El Paso. They haven't seen a game since last year. Listen to him very carefully what he says when – we were asked, how concerned were you when you found out one of your teammates that was out there in the practice field has tested positive for COVID?
0: Um, I don't think it was too many worries. You know, we do a great job here of um, making sure we're distancing ourselves, uh, wearing our trackers, wearing our masks. And uh, he actually notified the trainers, I, I believe, before he started feeling sick. So uh, he helped He helped a lot in getting in front of that. So. Our, our training staff do a great job of staying on top of everything and to make sure
4: that
1: we're staying healthy and being able to go
0: out there.
4: That is interesting, Mike. It, he said, it really is. They,
1: they, he said that, you know, the guy sort of – so maybe he had like a loss of taste, loss of smell, you know, something wasn't quite right. So he goes immediately to flee. That's the nickname of the guy that's the trainer. and 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 now he's starting to feel sick. So that means this ain't going to be a false positive. He's fighting something, and he tested positive. And so, you know, he's home and quarantine. And these tracers, guys, you know, you walk into work at, at Green Bay, you got your coffee at 6 o'clock, 6.15, you're going to go and wait, lift weights, and the first thing you, they do is they swab you. And then they take your temperature and you check off some things, and then you've got, you've got your mask on, and then they put that little tracer on you. And what I think is interesting is, you know, you spend the rest of the day, you don't want your tracer to beep to go off. Because if some guy beeps you, and later he tests positive, you're going to be in contact. So you spend the whole day making sure your tracer doesn't go off. Isn't that weird?
4: That's, that's crazy. And and so now we move on to the post-Jared Valdir era. Uh, if there is such a thing here. And, and the offensive offensive line, I mean, Wagner, uh, Billy Turner, guys like that, going to have to step up, Mike.
1: Well, and Rick Wagner has been limited all week. He's been dealing with a, a, a knee the last couple of weeks. He got ready for the Bears game, and people, you now if he goes down, I think, I think they're going to move Elton Jenkins from left guard to right tackle, and then they'll bring in the John Runyon kid to maybe play you know, left guard or something like that. I think that's what they would do, because they've done that before. I don't think it's Yash Nyman or whatever. You know, the volunteer thing would have been nice in case Wagner gets hurt. So you're going to be, you know, crossing your fingers on that. But, Rami, you were up in Green Bay with me a couple times. You know the the media auditorium, right? Yeah. It's like the size of a small cineplex movie theater. Sure, yeah. And uh, so... Uh, since we're not down there on the first floor where the players and the coaches are uh, during this COVID uh, situation, they've been using our media auditorium as a place where they can have the offensive line meetings. And Billy Turner, you know, God bless this guy, going from right guard, right tackle, and now left tackle for the rest of the run with Bakhtiari out for the year with the ACL. Uh, and Bakhtiari, by the way, he is in the building, and he's helping Billy Turner or any of his other guys you know, even though I don't know if he's had the surgery yet or awaiting it, whatever. Um, and Lane Taylor's still showing up to the building too, even though you know, he's recouping from his ACL from what was a week one against the Vikings. But you asked Billy Turner about just how strict are the Packers COVID spacing rules when they're in that media auditorium as a classroom with the ten or so offensive linemen and coaches.
0: Yeah, it's very it's very, very spread out. So I don't even know if it's two people for row. I mean, you can't get anywhere near the closest person to you without getting up and walking towards them. So thank goodness that it is a giant room. Um, But yeah, I mean, like I said, we're very, very strict about the protocols here in Green Bay at our facility. So in all of our meetings, regardless of the room, you know, there's definitely a minimum of probably 10 feet between people, even though I know they say six feet, but, you know, they're taking those extra risks and that extra precaution. So when you do get into a situation like this with somebody like Jared, you have that distance in between and, you know, your little tracker thing is not going off and beeping because you're too close to somebody. So, like I said, kudos to Flea and his staff are taking those extra steps and those extra precautions because without that, we could be in hot water right now.
1: Yeah,
2: and so far is so good. And I don't know when when they're out of hot water yet and everything is all clear because everything I saw yesterday, Mikey, that where they were saying that nobody else is is on the list, nobody else is at risk. They all ominously ended the sentence with for now or yeah. now. you know what? so it, it could change, but but we'll see. Mike, we were talking earlier today, about an article at the uh, the Athletic talking about Robert I Tunyan heard that and during his, his road to the was NFL. Awesome. That the the line in it that I love, where they're talking about eight and nine foot concrete forms that he's hauling back and forth while they're building his grandfather's house as a teenager. Yeah. And they say that the Tunyon men are known for being strong enough to move things that machines are made to move. So it wasn't difficult for Rob. You read that, and it's not even surprising that this guy now holds the record for Packers tight ends and, and touchdown catches. Like that, that's a man right there. That's yeah, no, a grown-ass man right I, I, there. And I
1: heard that interview during the turnico- 2 o'clock hour here in the office. It was awesome. And the thing about it is this. Um, when I saw this touchdown that Rodgers threw to Robert Tunyon, uh, that was the first score uh, in the Bears game, I said, that is money. Now this is signature. This is like the Lombardi sweep. This is like you know Lynn Dickey to James Lofton. This is like Brett Favre to Driver. This is like Aaron Rodgers back shoulder throw Jordy Nelson. It's 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 Rodgers at the line. He's got Aaron Jones, great running back behind him. He's got Lazard going motioning from left to right. He's got Devontae Adams. I don't know if it was in the slot, but running across. Uh, he's got Mercedes Lewis out there at tight end with sure hands. And the thing about Rogers was, after the play action fake and this back, this pre-snap motion, he's got five guys that are going to go off for, and he's in, he's in sync with all of them. There's just a, a synchronicity there with the pre-snap motion, and now what's going to happen the play, and on the back end is Tunyon run along the back side, something that you saw Lafleur working with these guys in the first OTAs, you know, two years ago make this easy catch, make it look easy. And I think that's the one where he surpassed Paul Kaufman for most touchdowns. And I asked Bobby Tunyon about that TD catch against the Bears that set that franchise record.
0: I don't know. It was nice. You know, you have, you know, the personnel that we had out there with all these playmakers out there, you know, uh, Tay, me, Allen, and Mercedes and Aaron Jones. So those are five guys right there that can all make a play. You know, me and uh, Tay Cross and people got to make a decision. You got Big Dog running down Aaron to the flat. You got, you know, like I said, me and Tay crossing. Like, people are going to have to make a decision, and Aaron made a great throw, like, with contact. And, yeah, just goes to show you, you know, we are all on, you know, the same page, and it is it is nice to be in that situation. But, uh, you know, we got guys across the board that can make plays, so you just kind of got to be ready for them.
4: Yeah, pretty pretty impressive, Mike. And, and on the uh, other side of the ball – you know they, they like to get Cam Akers, who uh, is an up and comer and has been on a little bit of a run here, but they like to get him outside a little bit in space. Um, you know that they, they've got their Malcolm Browns in the middle and and, and Henderson, but the Cam Akers is kind of a do it all sort of back. How does uh, Green Bay's defense combat that?
1: The reason they think they've improved their run defense, Tim is because they finally had to get in the face of their outside linebackers and say, you've got to hold the edge, not because you're a pass rusher, but because you're a run stuffer. You've got to keep these guys from doing the outside zone, the perimeter runs, like you say, like McVay likes to use in. And if you can shut that down, like you shut down Derrick Henry, then you make them one-dimensional with a quarterback that's got a broken thumb and he's trying to throw to you know, Cooper Cup and the bursitis in the knee and Robert Woods. You make them one-dimensional. And so you talk to Mike Smith and how he had to put the hammer down was Zadarius and Rashawn Gary, who's really your number two now, and Preston Smith, it's about being more demanding to his guys to get them to stop the run outside.
0: The film never lies. Wherever you put on that film, that's who you're going to be. And. Around this around this league, you don't want to be known as somebody that that's not a violent person. This is a violent game. Just part of just sit back and looking at it. These guys are grown men. I'm not I'm not gonna you know sit here and hold your hand and and, and, and ask you nicely can you please do it. I'm a, you know I'm not a big screamer. I don't yell all the time. You know I'm gonna tell you how I see it. I'm not gonna pee on your leg and tell you it's raining. When something's not right, tell them. That's part of that. just being being a coach and being a professional. Like I'm, I'm not coaching junior high or high school or even even college kids. These are these are grown men, and, and that's part of this part of this business you know your reflection of me and if it's not done then it's, then it's on me and so nothing's ever going to be perfect for us we can have our best game like Tennessee I thought we freaking rolled off as one of our better games setting the edges and I still think we can get a lot better
2: yeah don't want somebody peeing down my leg and telling me it's raining that's <laughs> not something that I've ever asked for nor will I ever ask for one of the big storylines in this one is uh, Matt LaFleur he comes off the Suddenly, well, quickly became a a large Sean McVay coaching tree, and now he goes up against his former his former buddy and mentor. Did you get a chance to ask him about that, Mikey?
1: Well, I did because you know after their time together, the Redskins now McVay becomes the head coach. He brings along Matt Lafleur to be his offensive coordinator, and it's game four of the preseason in 2017 when he's a rookie head coach McVay, and he says to Matt, "Okay, go ahead. You can call the plays tonight." Now they. They both say they love each other like brothers, but they do a lot of fighting. They have a lot of you know, conflicts as to how things should be done. Now, they lost, guess where that game was? Lambeau Field. It was Rams and the Packers. Hmm. They, had, they had Dan Orlowski as the quarterback there for the fourth preseason game for the Rams versus some guy named Taysom Hill who scored a touchdown and ran some balls there in the end, and they stuck with, don't get me started. So anyway, we asked Matt Lafleur if he remembers uh calling the plays that night against the Packers.
3: Yeah, I, I do remember that. Uh I I, I want to say um were we here? Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh just, you know, a great opportunity that that uh he allowed me to do that. And I think I had called it early in the year in um like a second half of a game, you know. He he might have second guessed a few calls <laughs> here and there. But that's, that's par for the course because I would always get him sometimes as well.
1: You know something, um, I was amazed by something Devontae said about how Aaron Rodgers, younger players will come up to me and he'll say, just follow my lead. Don't be nervous. It's going to be okay. But that at times you see Aaron Rodgers need a look from Mercedes or Devontae like like he needs a little boost in confidence. And I just thought about your role You know, if you get, you're trying to get your players to be kind of a buddy system or what does it, what does a head coach do to challenge these guys to put in so many hours to prepare them, but at the same time, give them that confidence when they hit the field?
3: Yeah, I think that just comes with the work that you put in and stressing all the good things that each individual has done this year. And I do think that what's great about football is I think naturally, whether you're a coach or your player. You do put pressure on yourself because you want to go out there and perform well. But if you kind of take a step back and look around and see how many other guys are out there with you, it alleviates some of that. So uh, it's always great to have veteran leadership like Aaron, like Devonte, Mercedes, Corey Lindsley. I, I could go on and on and on you know, Zadarius Smith, we've had a lot of guys that have gone through, played in, in big games, played in playoff games. So that always is comforting, especially for guys that are going to go out and, and play for the first time in a playoff game. Naturally, there there are going to be a little bit more nerves because there's a finality to, to all of this if if you don't get the job done. But certainly, um, you know, that's never on our mind. Our our mindset is to go out there and, and prepare to the best of your ability, and that with that comes that confidence.
2: That's Matt LaFleur, and that's our hit with Mike Clemens. Catch him every Tuesday and Thursday here on Rami and Tim, brought to you by Jim Dandy's on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Watch the Green Bay games at Jim Dandy's with $2 domestic taps, $3 rails, and $4 imports, plus free food at halftime. Check him out at jimdandysgrill.com, and check out Mike's work at am1250thefan.com, our Facebook page, and he is on Twitter, at Mike Clemens NFL. Always a pleasure, Mikey. We'll talk next week and Thanks, uh, hopefully have more Packers football to talk about, my friend. Thanks, Rami. Thanks, Tim. And he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're applying for a home renovation loan and it has you feeling anxious, well, just breathe, meditate, like I keep telling you, and then let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state- of bankquility, Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Hit a quick break, wrap things up right after this. Rami and Tim on 1250 AM, The Fan. Yeah, Mark Murphy joining the guys on the Wendy's Big Show on the statewide Big Show Network tomorrow right at the top of the 1 o'clock hour, about 1.05. He'll be joining Sparky, Gary, and Leroy on the new Big Show Network. Coming up right after this here show, it'll be uh, Radio Joe Zenzola along with Ross Uglum and Andy Herman. For the, brought, the Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Tim, there was a breaking NFL news while we were talking with Mike Clemens, and that is that this was this was pretty close to being a certainty, but it is now official. Urban Meyer will be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. How do you think that works out for Urban oh, and the Jags? I, I can't
4: w- wait to see how that works out. I mean, who knows? I thought he retired. Hey, Brett Favre, didn't you retire again and again and again? Wanted to like be with his family and all that. Away
2: for, I like when a guy keeps stepping away for quote unquote health reasons and then and then coming back because, like, are those really, were they really health reasons? If you keep coming back, were they really health reasons? What changed? What yeah. What's going on with Urban Meyer's ticker that's better now than it was three, four years ago when he decided well, to Trevor walk away Lawrence from Ohio State? And Urban uh, Meyer. With, like, a cloud hanging over I'm not going to say anything, but there was, like, a cloud hanging over him at Ohio State when he left. We want to thank our guest today, Mike Sando of The Athletic, and his breakdown of the improvement from Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay Packers offense, Eric Name, our Milwaukee basketball insider, and Mike Clemens, our green and gold insider. If you missed any of that, check out the rewind function on the radio.com app. Check out this fine program, any of the fine programs on this here station or any segment you want all on the radio.com app. The Huddle, brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer with Radio Joe Zanzola, coming up next for Tim Allen, Rami Makloff saying thanks for listening to Rami and the Franchise on 1250 AM. Thanks, Evan.
4: Thanks, Evan. Oh, we're done. T-Mobile has invested
0: billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.